Let's try this again. What is going on, guys? Your boy Elroy here, and welcome back to the Your Boy Elroy MMA podcast. I am your host, Josh Prepigina, back again for another beautiful week of MMA coverage. As always, I would like to start this show off by thanking everyone who tunes into this podcast. If it's your first time, if you've been here before, I appreciate you so much, and I am so grateful that you were able to tune in. Uh, And that's all I ask. The only commitment I ask from you is that you listen. Because that is my only focus, is that you guys are listening. Uh, You might hear my daughter in the background, which is a rare occurrence. I usually record while she's asleep. But today when I got home, I got the okay to record because they were going to be a little late. And... Got caught up doing other stuff. So here we are. My daughter is running amok downstairs. And I am talking about MMA. So with that being said, let's get into the week that was. Now a little different setup for this week for the simple fact that it's the end of the year. And the news part of the show is probably progressively going to go away before the end of the year. Starting with this week, there's not a lot of news, just not a lot going on. Now, there is something, you know, brewing. There was a popular picture that went around of an ex-light heavyweight champion who could potentially be moving up to heavyweight, uh, changing gyms to fight ready. But we did state that we're not going to say that name until the name is clear or the name is booked for a fight. So I'll leave it at that. But what I did want to do is I wanted to go over the the rest of the year because the news is going to progressively, you know, go away. I would like to just leave you with the schedule for the rest of the year. So this week, we're obviously covering last week's events and talking about what what our thoughts are on the Tate versus Vieira card, which we'll get to later on. Next week, we'll review that card. The week after that, Bellator 272 and then UFC Font versus Aldo. Then we have UFC 269. The last UFC show of the year will be UFC Lewis versus Dawkins. Then we have, after that, we'll review that. Then the week after that review will be our award show. Now, if you remember from last year, we do our awards a little different. What we do is we break down by quarter the best knockouts, the best fights, and the best performances. Performances being, you know, Just an awesome fight. Didn't have to end in a knockout. Just was, you know, like, think uh, quarter one. Max Holloway versus Calvin Cater. Amazing performance, right? We like to highlight those. Uh, Maybe at the end I'll say, well, you know, this was my favorite. But we really don't do real awards. It's basically just a breakdown of how awesome the quarter was and, you know, the fights and stuff. Like, there are some quarters this year that if you put all those fights on one card, 
it might be the best fight ever, best card ever. Like, there are some phenomenal fights that happened this year, and I want to highlight them all. So that's why I do it like that. It's different. It's not me saying this was the KO of the year. Everybody's going to have probably the same KO this year. So for me, it just doesn't make sense to break that down. I'd just rather talk about the year as a whole. And I haven't confirmed it yet, but my hope is that our good buddy, Ron Pashery Jr. will be here. So I'll see if I can get him. If not, it's cool. Um, but he joined me last year, and I would love to have him once again. But then we go into next year. Next year is going to be pretty fun. Uh, extended layoff. <laughs> extended layoff. I think we're technically, as far as MMA events, a month off. Uh, but we have those four weeks pretty pretty packed, so I'm not worried at all. And then we start off the first event of the year, week two. UFC Fight Night, Calvin Cater versus Giga Chikadze. So it's going to be an amazing year. I'm, I'm looking forward to that, but I'm looking forward to the rest of this year. A lot of fun still be had. A lot of fun still to be had. And a lot of awesome fights and main events that are happening to finish the rest of the year. So, with that being said, let's talk about last week's events in MMA. So, crazy enough, uh, I came on last week and I said, hey, Bellator's having a card, BKFC's having a card. I'm more interested in the BKFC card, so that's going to have my eyes. And I didn't lie. BKFC 22 was live from the James L. Knight Center in Miami, Florida, headlined by the cruiserweight champ Hector Lombard versus Lorenzo Hunt. Lorenzo Hunt defeating Hector Lombard by unanimous decision in a five-round war. A lot of fun. Lorenzo Hunt dropped Hector Lombard. Uh, Lorenzo Hunt was amazing in this lead-up to the fight. Obviously, you know, after the initial confrontation where Hector punched Lorenzo Hunt in the face after he came and said, no champ unless I say so, which is just awesome line. Uh, <laughs> he was able to, you know, really bring out this insane character uh he crashed the press conference and you know broke a table took the belt slammed the table ain't no champ unless i say so oh, it was that was awesome it was a great line uh i think what i found weird was after lorenzo beat hector lorenzo says oh now you can be the champ it's like did you just give up your belt i was i was so confused but uh pretty entertaining very entertaining but you know what was more entertaining luis palomino versus dat win i believe is how you pronounce his last name uh just a fun fun fight man we know luis palomino obviously he's had wars with justin gaethje i believe twice uh just a a veteran in MMA, 26 and 17. Uh, not young by any stretch of the imagination, 41. But, uh, you know, 4 0, 
or five and zero in bare knuckles since he joined last year in February, and uh, just crushing it. You know what I mean? Just such a fun, fun talent. Yeah, look at this war, war after war with Justin Gaethje. Uh, who else? Let's see. Who else has Luis Palomino fought? Pat Curran. He lost by Peruvian necktie. Crazy submission to fin- get finished to. Yves Levine. We know that name. And yeah, I mean, he started his MMA career in 2006. So how old were you in 2006? I was 14. <laughs> I'm 30 now. So he's had a hell of a career. Congrats on his success. He's so much fun to watch. Uh, but my favorite fight of the night, Britton Hart versus Pearl Gonzalez. This is a fight where the numbers really don't tell the story of the fight. I think that even though Pearl landed more, I think she had a really effective jab. I think Britton threw the more damaging shot. She she really beat Pearl up. Uh, she was gritty and grimy, and that's what I think won her the fight. Even though Pearl landed more, I think that Britain's shots were a little more, um, how do I say, what's that word that they use in MMA? A little more <laughs> significant. Uh, and in my opinion, in this in this weight division, Britain Hart is the uncrowned champ. Like, who's next for her? I would do, so Taylor Taylor Starling has a fight coming up. If she wins that fight, I would do Britton Hart versus Starling. I think they brought out another woman, which uh, I'm not going to lie. I do not remember her name. She was on commentary, uh, and they brought her out. And I think Kristen Fiar, Ferreira, that's her name, I believe. She's won her last two fights. Yeah, so she... She was on commentary. I believe that that's the fight that they're trying to book. I think they're going to do Britain Hart versus her. And then I think they can get away with doing Britain Hart versus Taylor Starling. I do that for the title. They're talking about a a um, a tournament. I don't think that's necessary. We know who the best people in this division are. They've been dominating the division since they started. I think that they deserve that strap. But we will see. And then just to highlight, beautiful knockout by Gustavo Trujillo over Mike Kyle. 34 seconds into the fight. Insane. BKFC is so much fun. Like I said, when they do it right, they do it right. Congratulations to BKFC and owner David Fellman on all your success this year. I cannot wait to see more. Then we had the Bellator 271 card headlined by one of the greatest female fighters ever, Chris Cyborg versus Sinead Kavanaugh. Chris Cyborg finishes her in the second round or in the first round by TKO. Just not even an ounce of. There was no doubt in this fight. It was just, all right, here goes Chris again to crush somebody. And she did what she was supposed to do. And 
I love the end of this where they did uh they did highlight Kayla Harrison in the crowd. Right call. And then the thing I like about Bellator is they're not scared of these things. They highlight her. Obviously she's not signed yet. Obviously there's interest. Um but she stands up, she you know flexes and Chris says, Listen, I I'd love to fight Kayla. That's a that's a great fight, but let me fight Kat Zingano next. So that's who I think deserves. She sh- Kat should have been on this card. I don't know what happened, but Kat Zingano had the best, the best tweet. Send location. My favorite, my favorite tweet from Kat ever. What a great way to start that build. Had a few more notable fights. Linton Vassell defeated Tyrell Fortune by split decision. Aaron Pico looked phenomenal against a very tough Justin Gonzalez. Aaron Pico goes the full three and dominates Justin Gonzalez. But I do want to see more of Gonzalez after this. I think he's he's very good. Uh, I think that he he has a lot to show. Unfortunately, he ran into a hammer that is Aaron Pico. Um Pico's just so much better than he was before. Just a patient Pico is a dangerous Pico. And I am uh, so happy that he found that. Um, congratulations, because he is a father now. So congratulations to him on that. Uh, Pam Sormson, someone that we were hoping would go to the UFC, I believe dropped her second straight fight in Bellator. <laughs> Which is sad because that's someone that we thought could compete in that division. I'm sorry. She lost her first fight in Bellator. Her last fight. Maybe it's because, yeah, she won by split decision. But I thought she lost that fight. So, uh, Pam Swordson. Not looking too good. But congrats to Arlene Blinkow. <laughs> uh, let's see. Who else? We did have some other big fights. Oh, beautiful knockout by Roman Feraldo. On Rob Turnquist flying knee in the first round. Just a beautiful setup and a devastating finish. Congratulations. I want to see more of that guy. I think he has I think he has a bright future. He's six and zero now after that fight. Sounds like he's wanting to come back first quarter of next year, so I'm looking forward to seeing him. He has a really fun interview on what the heck this week with Mike Heck er we got next, actually, is the name of it now, with Mike Heck. Uh, Cody Law also defeated Colin Colton Ham by TKO in the first round. I think that's a great fight for Zed. <laughs> it's funny. I text Zed, and I said, hey, Cody Law's fighting. I think that you should, you know. He's like, last person I'm thinking about right now. I'm in Hershey in a hotel. I was like. Okay, <laughs> we'll hear from Zed very soon, I promise. Uh, then Valerie Laredo, coming off her first loss, comes back and defeats Taylor Turner by a split decision. Uh, good to see her back in the winning ways. She has the right mindset, and I think that she, if she continues on that path with that mindset, I see a, a very bright future with her. Obviously, obviously she is marketable. And uh, Bellator see a ton of potential in her. So I'm going to go with Bellator and agree that I think that she has something. 
But that was Bellator. Uh, good card. I think that their next card coming up is a little better. The main event is amazing. I cannot wait to see it. But we'll talk about that when it comes. Uh, then we moved to Saturday. We had UFC Fight Night Holloway versus Rodriguez. I think I had to watch this card twice because... or I had to watch a few fights more than once for the simple fact that I was like doing family stuff and I was trying to make sure that you know I like to spend time with my family and and the early cards it's beautiful because I have the nights still but you know my kid is up I don't want to sit in front of the TV with my kid on all Saturday so so you know but with that being said phenomenal phenomenal card started off the night with Dowling Jung defeating the Almost impossible to finish Kennedy in Zetsuku by TKO in the first round. Crazy because usually he, he has that where he's like pressed up against the cage. He's getting hit, he's getting hit, and he usually gets out of it, but not this time, man. Dalun Jung was able to starch him three minutes. Then we had Rafael Alves defeating Mark G. Casey. By guillotine choke in the first round. Also, phenomenal finish. Quick tap, too. It must have been a tight, tight squeeze, man. It was so, so tough because we haven't seen Mark Jacasey in so long. And then he gets starts in the first round. I was like, oh, here he is. There he goes. <laughs> oh, we have Courtney Casey defeating Liana Jojua by unanimous decision. Courtney Casey, 10 and 9. Ooh, these are... For <laughs> something about these women fighters, they, they have hard records. Like, it's never perfect. Like, obviously, the upper echelon has, you know, more way more wins than losses. But then you get, like, the a lot of the people who have been in the game so long, they have so many losses. And it's like, ugh. Like, fighters barely at 500. It's, it's tough, man. But good on her for getting that win. Sean Woodson, he defeated Colin England by TKO in the first round. This was beautiful. A lot of body work from Sean Woodson. Something that you don't see too often. And he was able to stop Colin England with the body work. Devastating. Like you heard Colin. Like, oh. it, was, it was pretty cool to watch. Like I said, it's just something that you don't really see that often. So, it, like, when it does happen, you're kind of excited. Like, oh, this doesn't happen very often, but I'm I'm hyped to see it. And he was able to do it, and congratulations to him. I think he won 50K off of that. So, it's it that's the best part about having a finish like that. Like, it's it's so tough to see because it doesn't happen very often. So, when you do get it, chances are you're going to be rewarded for it. And he was that night. Beautiful finish. You can't talk about beautiful finishes on this card without talking about Andrea Lee versus Cynthia Calvillo. So I fully expected to come on on the show tonight and say, I told you so, I don't understand it, and now you see why, but I can't do that because I feel bad for Cynthia Calvillo, man. She got her butt whipped. 
by Andrea Lee. Andrea Lee really put it on her, and I think we should talk more about Andrea Lee's skill rather than, you know, Cynthia Calvillo's quote-unquote failure. Now, it was tough to see. It was tough to see the emotions come out in the cage, and you know how it is where it's more, like, you get more emotional when someone, like, asks you, like, oh, what's wrong? Or, like, if they hug you. And you saw that when Andrea Lee gave Cynthia Calvillo a hug. And that was hard to watch. But Andrea Lee just put on a phenomenal striking performance. Really put it on Cynthia Calvillo for the two rounds that they were in there. And dominated her. She was on her way to probably finishing her. And, you know, ended up finishing her on the stool corner stoppage haven't seen those in a while but it got her 50k too so congratulations to andrea lee beautiful performance and she let's see because she was number 12 she just beat the number five so where does that leave her in the ufc rankings now let's go to women's flyweight Number one, still Jessica Andrade. Number two, still Caitlin Chikagan. Number three, Lauren Murphy. We just saw that. It was rough. Joanne Calderwood moves up to five. Vivian Arujo, number six. And Andrea Lee moves up five spots to number seven. So congratulations to Andrea Lee. Not sure who's next for her, but these last two fights, I believe. Yeah, last two fights, she's looked phenomenal. I don't know what the change has been, but just this year has really been her year. Congratulations. Welcome to the top 10. Joel Alvarez picked up a first round finish over Tiago Moses. Unfortunately, Joao Alvarez missed weight for the second straight time. So before we talk about him as a contender, he's really got to learn how to make weight. You know, he's he's 19 and 2. He looked incredible in this fight. But you got to make weight, buddy. Can't can't hype you up till you make weight or move up. <laughs> Simple as that. Song Yadong Finished Julio Arce in the second round by TKO. Beautiful finish. And then a fight. Man, this was such a phenomenal fight. Unfortunately, we're going to talk about a better one later on. But this fight was great. Chaos Williams defeated Miguel Baeza by TKO in the third round. Or KO in the third round. He put Miguel Baeza out. With a shot. And Miguel Baeza was doing work. I, I think it was one and one. Going into that third round. On the minute in. Chaos Williams. Starches him. With I believe. A left. A right hand. I believe it was. Finishes it on the ground. One. Two. Done. Miguel Baeza was fighting the finish. But. No way. You were out. His eyes rolled back. His leg rolled back. It was just. Beautiful placement by Chaos Williams to get him out there, knowing that the fight was tied 1-1. He didn't want to go to the scorecards, and he does what he does best, and that's put people to sleep. Chaos Williams, 
slowly putting together a really good resume in the UFC. You know, he had a really close loss to Michelle Pajeda last year, late last year. But besides that, you know, he starches Alex Morono, starches Abdul Razak Al-Hassan, beats Matt Semmelsberger by unanimous decision, goes the full three, looks great doing it, and then destroys Miguel Baeza in the third round. I won't say destroyed, but that punch just clearly life-changing damage to Miguel Baeza. So it's interested. I'm interested to see where both these guys go. You know, obviously I'm a Miguel Baeza fan. He's uh, unfortunately lost two straight. So I think the UFC needs to do right by him and, and put somebody in front of him that, you know, maybe uh, easier matchup. Maybe. <laughs> uh, we had Felice Spencer, Felicia Spencer defeating Leah Letson by TKO in the third round. She looked great. Unfortunately, not much of a decision, not much of a division there for the women's 145ers, uh, especially after Dana said, listen, it's all, it all depends on what Amanda Nunes wants to do after her next fight. So we will see what happens to women's 145. Uh, in the co-main event, Marcus Rodrigo. Uh, Rodrigo. Uh, Rodrigo. Rodrigo. <laughs> DeLima defeated Ben Rothwell by TKO in the first round. Unfortunately, marred with controversy because Herb Dean, hesitant Herb, as everybody's calling him, just didn't know when to stop the fight. <laughs> uh, tough to see, but Ben Rothwell, there was no way he were coming back after that. And then the main event. What can I say about this main event? It was incredible. And it's so crazy because I think it was, you know, on the podcast, I gave Yair a lot of credit because I was excited to see him. But I just didn't understand his placement in the rankings with his infrequent, you know, fighting and and his level of competition compared to Max Holloway. It's like, why are these two in the same conversation at this moment? But Yair really proved himself. I think he looked phenomenal in this fight. Unfortunately, he's going against one of the best 145-pound fighters of all time in Max Holloway. Someone who can do it all. And we saw it in this fight. His grappling is on point. He took leg kicks like a champ. Um, obviously, the volume striking by him is an issue. And uh, and he, he fights to the level of his opponent. If he knows his opponent is a boxer, he wants to prove that he's the better boxer. In this fight, he saw that we know that Yair is a kicker. And we saw Max Holloway really try to put it on with some kicks. Uh, two different levels of success, but it was fun to watch, man. One of the best fights of the year. Definitely, we will be talking about this by the end of the year. Now, me personally, I personally like this fight better than I liked the fight from two weeks ago. But that's a different conversation. For the end of the year. Shout out. That was a phenomenal card. From Las Vegas. UFC good on you. Moving on to this weekend. UFC fight night. 
Vieira versus Tate. Live from the UFC Apex in Las Vegas, Nevada. Let's start off the night with one of my top prospects from last year, Luana Pinedo, fighting Sam Hughes. Unfortunately, yeah, it was supposed to be Jessica Penne, Sam Hughes coming in on short notice. I'm excited. Unfortunately for Luana Pinedo, her first fight in the UFC, she got it's it was done by illegal knee, I believe it was. So uh, hopefully we get to see more of her. I think she's one of the bright, bright prospects at 115, and I'm really looking forward to seeing her in this matchup. She starts off the night. Uh, let's go through some of the more notable matchups. Cody Durden versus Arioki Lang, I believe is how you say his name. I'm only bringing that up because this dude, Orieki Lang, is so much fun to watch. Even in defeat to Jeff Molina in his UFC debut, I enjoyed every second of that fight, and I'm looking forward to seeing him face off against someone like a Cody Durden. We have the return of Terrence McKinney versus Fariz Ziam. We have the return. I'm going to post a picture of her today. Lupita Godinez versus Loma Lukbunmi. Obviously, Lupi stepping in for Cheyenne Bays. Hafa Garcia is back against Natan Levy. That should actually be a really fun fight. Tucker Lutz versus Pat Sabatini. That's a phenomenal fight. Homeboy Pat Sabatini, I'm rooting for you. Starting off the main card, also from my list of bright prospects to watch this year, Adrian Yanez versus Davey Grant. Now, I'm just going to say, I personally think if Adrian Yanez defeats Davy Grant, and if he does it in spectacular fashion, give this man a ranked opponent next. I think he's ready. He puts it on. He is so much fun to watch. If he could pull this off and starch Davy Grant, he deserves a ranked opponent. That's what I think. We have the debuting Joanne Wood. Yes. Joanne Calderwood is now Joanne Wood since she got married. Congratulations. Versus Talia Santos. Two ranked, I believe, right below. I believe Wood is up there and then Talia is right under her. So that should be a great fight. Implications there for possible, you know, title shot matchmaking. Any of these girls could be facing the top three in that division. With a win here. Then we have the return of Hani Yaya versus Ho Kang. And then my most anticipated fight. The hometown boy Sean Brady. In the co-main event against Michael Chiesa. Now Sean Brady right now. Number 14 welterweight. Versus the number 6 Michael Chiesa. In the UFC rankings. So. Going into this fight, we know Michael Chiesa is going to be extremely motivated, especially coming off that devastating loss to Vicente Luque in the first round at UFC 265. 
Uh, he's going to come in guns a blazing. I think Sean Brady is a perfect opponent for him. Unfortunately for Michael Chiesa, Sean Brady is a freak of nature. This is not an easy fight for Michael Chiesa. Numbers are only that. They're numbers. This is a real fight that he's going in against a really tough guy like Sean Brady, who's great on the feet, great on the ground, has intensity and just the best mentality when it comes to MMA. So I'm looking forward to this fight. I don't know how it's going to go because Michael Chiesa is also phenomenal on the ground. I give Sean Brady the edge on the feet, but obviously Michael Chiesa with a ton more experience. So this is a recipe for a phenomenal fight. I cannot wait. Sean Brady versus Michael Chiesa. I'm calling it now. Fight of the card. <laughs> I didn't know how to uh, say it. Uh, then our main event, Misha Cupcake Tate in her second fight back from retirement. Obviously, she finished Marion Renault a few months ago, sending her into retirement uh, versus Ketlin Vieira. Now, Ketlin Vieira is a strong, strong woman. She's coming off of a loss to Yana Kunitskaya on my birthday earlier this year. But um, it is a it's a tough fight for her against Misha Tate. Obviously, Misha Tate is a phenomenal wrestler. She's great on the ground. And we saw from her last fight that she's got even better on the feet. So if Misha can take how big Ketlin is versus how, you know, because Misha's really lean. She's a smaller woman. Ketlin is a strong, strong woman. So it's it's a, it's not an easy fight stylistically, but I do think that Misha Tate finishes her in the second round. I think that Misha Tate came back from this retirement with a lot of uh, great skill, including the skill to finish, something that she hasn't done in her career in a long time that we saw in her first fight back. So I think that Misha can do it. We will see. I'm excited. MMA is always fun. But that has been this week's episode of Your Boy Elroy. I am Josh Prepagini. You can find me on all forms of social media, Elroy Prepson, one word. You can find the show on Instagram at YBEMMA Podcast, as well as Teespring, teespring.com slash stores. Slash YBE MMA podcast. <laughs> if it's your birthday, happy birthday. Love your mothers. I love you, mom. Enjoy the fights this weekend, and we'll see you next week.